Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my co-host, Alan Peterson, Executive Director of the Compassionate Friends. Hi, Alan. How are you doing, Dr. Gloria? Great. It's so great to have you as a co-host on the show. Well, I've had the honor now to do several shows with you, and boy, we just find some great guests, and we, we have a good time, and it's inspiring. Yeah. So thank you for once again letting me be a part of this wonderful show. Well, we're going to talk about death of a sibling today, and I love that we're doing it together, Alan, because Heidi's always giving me a knock that I don't talk enough about the siblings, and she's off this week, and we're going to talk about the siblings. So she'll be proud of us because we have got a great guest on today, and her name's Judy Lipson. And Judy lost her sister Jane at 22 in an automobile accident in 1981, and her sister Margie at 35 in 1990 after a battle with anorexia and bulimia. Judy's an advocate for adult sibling loss, especially the groups in 20s and 30s who are often the forgotten mourners. And she does an annual ice skating fundraiser called Celebration of Sisters in Memory of Her Sisters. And we are going to talk about that event, but also this idea that siblings are the forgotten mourners. When I read this and met Judy, talked to her, I thought, wow, 20 to 30-year-olds, that is true. I really would imagine that there isn't a lot of support for that group. Yeah. In reading her information, I saw the same thing, and my boys are both in their 20s now. So, yeah, this is going to be good. I think I'm going to learn a lot today, too. So, uh, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, and I'm honored to be part of the program. Thank you for having me. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your sisters and your experience when they died. Yes. um, Well, my sister Jane tragically passed away at 22 in 1981, and I was 25 at the time. Living in New York, I had just moved back to New York, and I was on the cusp of starting my career, etc., and here I get this phone call that she had just passed away, and my life forever changed. And I really had nobody to understand what this loss meant to me, nor did I understand what it meant. It was such a shock to all of us. And at that time, almost over 30 years ago, there was really no programs for siblings whatsoever. And I myself didn't even know what I needed, and there was nobody there for me. So I suppressed the grief for 30 years. What impacts me when you talk about your sister dying? You're in New York by yourself. Nobody knew her in that community. That makes it really difficult. Heidi talks a lot about going back to college, and nobody knew her brother. And you're there, and people want you to get on with it. I mean, they didn't know the person who died. And I was in retail the Christmas season, and I just went forward. So I was sort of in this lull, I remember, through the Christmas season in retail. And I was sort of in a fog, and then I just put myself on this treadmill of life and sort of just kept myself so busy that I didn't really have time to think about it. Then you had to go home and support your parents, though, right? I felt that I had to bring sunshine to everybody's life and be happy and be there for them, and never dealt with my own grief. Right, yeah. And then, of course, nine years later, tragically, Marjorie passes away. Now, did did her anorexia have anything to do with your other sister's death, do you think? Um, well, Marjorie's health was always precarious, but she did go on a downward spiral after Jane passed away. Yeah, so you had two sisters, a sister who had died, a sister in crisis, who then eventually dies, and your parents are dealing with that. Right. And and you're trying to be the sunshine person for everybody. For everybody and, else. And yeah. so I just played this role all these years that I thought I somebody I had to be. And who am I? Am I the daughter for three? But I really should have just stayed Judy, the middle of the three girls, 
and I lost my own identity because wow. I was playing this role that I thought I had to be. And my parents, it was too painful for them, didn't talk about my sisters. So as a result, we didn't talk about them. So so many of the memories are lost. Wow. And when I was asked, what? well, how many sisters do you have? I would say, it's just me. Wow. Well, what happened five years ago that started you on your grief journey? Well, it, it was very interesting. It was that my father was dying from a tragic neurological illness, and I knew that loss was going to really impact me. And then one of Margie's friends came up to me and said, I want to talk to you. And I thought, wow, Margie's been gone for 20 years. She was sick for 20 years. And she said to me, you know, Margie changed my life. She sent me in a career path that I'm so happy in. And within that same time period, I ran into one of Jane's friends who I hadn't seen in 20 or 30 years within a period of two months. And I met her for coffee. And the last time I saw Jane was to celebrate my 25th birthday. So my birthday always had a cloud over it. And she said to me, you need to remember Jane and you need to be happy when you celebrate your birthday. And that year was the first year I could celebrate my birthday. So then I finally decided that I needed to do the work and really mourn for my sisters. And that's when I decided to do the fundraiser. Now, did your father die during that time before you started the fundraiser or after? Or? He died a week before the first fundraiser. Okay. Okay. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm wondering, how did he feel about your doing that, and how did your mother feel? Is your mother still living? My mother is still alive. Because of the first one and the timing of it, she had very mixed emotions, and I, it's very difficult for her, I think. My father, I think was on board his unfortunately his mental capacities were going as well mm -hmm. so i think he would have been extremely proud of the work that we're doing with it mm -hmm. so now you're on your own grief path after all these years and you're finally able maybe to talk about it and begin the grieving process so talk a little bit about this this fundraising and, and what you decided to do to uh, honor your so um we have a fund at Massachusetts General Hospital for the John D. Stokel for Primary Care Innovation. And what it is, it's basically devoted to revitalizing and redesigning the delivery of primary care. Dr. Stokel took wonderful care of Marjorie when she was ill. So we all skated as girls. I thought it would be fun to do something different than a fundraiser and honor them and commemorate their memories. So we have an annual fundraiser, Celebration of Sisters, and we invite local skaters to come, and we do performances. We have refreshments to honor and celebrate my sisters, and some of their friends come, and it's just a great event, and each year it builds and builds and builds. And this year, it's going to be the fifth year. I always have it in November because the girls' birthdays were in November. And this year, I'm letting the cat out of the bag because I usually don't reveal my music because <laughs> every year that I choose the music, the words resonate. But this is how I got to Heidi and Gloria because I heard on their show the music Sisters by their cousins, and it resonated with me, and that's the song that I'm going yeah. to skate to this year. And we're going to play it in just a minute. Let me introduce it um, so you can hear it. I want to talk a little bit about my cousins, Michael and Colette Call Lofkin. Colette's last name is Lofkin, but it's brother and sister, and they're my first cousins. And they have written other musicals, but they've written a musical about Harriet Tubman. And Kapitha Jenkins and Amber Inman are singing it on this show, and these people are Broadway stars. 
And it's just a wonderful musical. And I know Colette is so excited that you're doing this, Judy. And I told her we were going to play it on the show and you were going to be on today. And she's very excited. And sadly enough, right before Christmas, her brother Michael uh, was drowned in Hawaii in a surfing accident. And so, you know, this is such a heart-touching thing for all of us to have you uh, skate into this. So let's hear it on the show. How do I go on without you? How will I ever smile again? How can I live when all that I love is torn from my side? How can I find hope without you? You who have been my truest friend Lifting my soul through heartache and fear Again and again We will never be apart with sisters I will always be there by your side There are simply bonds that can't be broken By distance or time There will be a day when I'm not with you You will always be safe in my heart Waiting for that world when at last Our sorrows are past But until that day We will never be I can just see you skating uh, to it, can't you, Alan? Yeah, music is powerful. And first of all, it's a beautiful song. It's a beautiful choice. And I think, Judy, what I get from your story, and I want to ask you a little more about sibling loss, but I just see you pouring your heart out. You said you're not a professional skater, and I think that's what makes this even more rich, is that you're out there skating your heart out for a wonderful cause in honor of your sister's and that you came home. It's almost like you came home. Grief brought you home to where you are at a place now where you can do something to really help in your healing. What I would want to ask you is is this question about sibling loss. I had a keynote speaker at the TCF conference last year who stood up in front of the crowd and said, you know, I can't tell you folks uh, how to grieve, but I could certainly tell you how not to grieve because what I did didn't really work. What would you say to those 20-somethings siblings out there who may have lost and haven't reached out for support or don't know where to reach out to support, what would you recommend that they do to help them so that they don't go so many years and suffer and not not work through their grief? I think you really have to just talk and open your heart. Don't close up your heart. Yeah, find others. Don't you agree that we, we need others? You have to, if, if you heart. can even find one other person to talk to, that would be the greatest gift of all. But to your point, Alan, it's the skating is certainly coming full circle. It's also with myself and my journey and me kind of rediscovering myself through my grief and getting out right. there that I was the shy middle sister. And for me to have the courage and guts to get out there and skate, it's, it's huge. And with my sister's kind of in my heart and on my shoulders as I skate. Now, I want to make sure we got your website again. It's give. MassGeneral.org slash Celebration of Sisters. All right. We could probably get it if we Googled your name, too, couldn't we? Right. 
Judy Lipson, L-I-P-S-O-N. Right. And we have a Facebook page, Celebration of Sisters. Okay. Facebook Celebration of Sisters. Great. And Judy, I think uh, also uh, attending a TCF national conference like ours next year in Phoenix, Arizona in July, it's it's like coming home. Uh, you're surrounded by people who understand, who share the love for their brothers, sisters, for their children, for their grandchildren. And so I think you'll find that the Compassionate Friends more and more becomes your partner in this grief and in this wonderful work that you're doing. Thank you. I look forward to coming. Great. Well, thank you for being on the show, Judy. And uh, Heidi and I are certainly going to try to make it up to your event on November 8th, right outside of Boston, right? Right. Great. Thank you so much. All right. And thanks again for being on the show. And and I think you, you're just such an inspiration <clears throat> that it's never too late to reconnect with the loved ones that you've lost. And, and thank you so much for the work you're doing for your sisters. Thank you. I'm touched, you know, Gloria, today's show. I mean, I was listening to the music and uh, and realizing the family connection with you and writing it. But I'm just imagining Judy while it was playing, skating. Uh, that was very powerful. You know, music is powerful to me. And this reconnecting to her sisters like she did, it's just it was it's it's a powerful uh, story. But you like you just said it, it is never too late to reconnect with that love. That love is always there for our loved ones who have died. It's always there. It's waiting for us to connect to it any time. And there's healing to be found in that connection. And Judy found a unique and special way to do that. Yeah, it kind of brings a smile to your face to think about uh, Judy. And as she said, she's a quiet person, and she really is able to step out and do this this activity, plus giving to Mass General Hospital. What a great thing to do. So we want to thank everybody for listening to the show today. And Alan and I want to remind you that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own. And God bless. Mm -hmm.